Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The One Thing Podcast. I'm Chris Dixon. At The One Thing and on this podcast, we're on a mission. We're on a mission to help you transform how you view, set, and achieve your goals. And we do this with our proven system. We believe that if you have clarity on who you are and who you want to become, what you believe in and your values, you'll know your purpose. And if you know your purpose, you can prioritize the things that matter most and what you should say yes to so that you can live a life of productivity towards achieving your big goals. And we are very excited because April of 2023 is a special month for us here at The One Thing. It marks the 10 year anniversary of the release of The One Thing book. And over the years, we've heard many times, I've read the book and I wanna know more. I wanna learn how I can live the one thing in my daily life. So we're very excited to announce that in the month of April, we're going to be launching a new workshop we call the Foundations of the One Thing. And if you like what you hear on this podcast or you've read the book and you wanna learn how you can bring these concepts and these principles to your life, come check us out this April on the 27th at 10 a.m. Central. If you wanna learn more about the Foundations Workshop, then check out theonething.com. Here on The One Thing Podcast, to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of the release of The One Thing book, we're going to highlight some of our greatest hits episodes. And on this week's episode, we'll have the one and only author of The One Thing book, Gary Keller, having a conversation with Jeff Woods about habits. And we love this episode because habits drive your life, whether you're aware of it or not, or whether you're being intentional about it or not. Because if you can begin by understanding who you are and the habits you have today, then you could understand the kind of habits that you need to form to earn the right, become the type of person that can achieve the goals that you have set for yourself. So I hope you enjoy this Greatest Hits episode, Gary Keller. Let's talk about time. Okay. It's our most valuable resource. The problem is most people are spending it. They're not investing it. That's right. You uh, are very purposeful with how you plan and invest your time. Mm -hmm. I am. Why is it that you use a paper planner? Uh, Well, that's easy. Uh, I use a paper planner because of perspective. And that is I can... And even though you can use a digital planner that will open things up, it doesn't give you the same sense of perspective, right? I can see in a glance, if you just think about 30-day increments, I can see in a glance, it's sitting right in front of me, I can see in a glance what I'm doing. You will be fumbling around, and I can tell you what I'm doing on the 4th, the 5th, the 10th, the 24, I can tell you in a glance, just that fast. So I get a sense of my life, right? Remember, uh, remember the story of Alfred Hitchcock. He was asked one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. He was asked by a reporter once, you know, how do you make such great films? And he says, I visualize the films frame by frame. And then for me, making the actual movie is an afterthought. And I heard that early in my life, Jeff, And I never forgot the story because I began to internalize in my mid-20s that all of life is afterthought. All of our actions are afterthought. So we live two lives, inside, outside, right? It's it's the inside to the outside, right? It's, It's think and grow rich, right? Yeah, that sort of thing. So because I then began to assemble that that all things happen twice, they happen internally first 
And then there's an external representation of getting that thing out. So for me, thinking and being aware at all times about where my time is used is the most important habit of all. So I want perspective at all times. That's notice it's out at all times. Well, I can't have my computer out all, at all times because I'm using it. Otherwise, yeah, you I'm didn't tired. even have to move. You just extended your arm. That's all I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a suitcase uh, that they had stickers for all the places they traveled. This is this is my this is mine, right? It's 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 my. I I, I literally. Here's my son with with the. They weren't on a date, but there he is. Right when he's just a little guy, he and Allie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right here in front of you, man. Right. Yep, got my favorite concert uh, with the Stones and then the Doobie Brothers. Got my favorite record store. There it is, man. My favorite shoes, Allbirds. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's all here. It's keep all it, here. And, and by the way, in order for you, and in order for you to have this, you'd have to carry two computers. Because you'd have to have the other one open all the time. But the problem is you'd have to have a screen this size in order to actually see it at a glance. So this is always sitting in front of me. And if you're in a meeting with me, you'll notice I'll always take it out of my little backpack and I'll just set it out. And I'll have my, I'll have my spiral notebook. And I'll have my, my um, planner. Right now I'm, re- now I'm ready to go. Whatever we need to do, let's do. People struggle because they're they have the habit of using a digital calendar. Yeah, it shows every second of every day, and they think, "Oh my gosh, well, how am I going to track meetings with other people? How am I going to have the invites? How am I going to have the notes?" Um, but I heard you say they they trade convenience for vision. Yeah, and and they also trade convenience for protection. What do you mean by that? Well, you and I know this because we talk about this in one thing, and that is you, you have to protect your time around your priorities. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the world who doesn't know your goals and doesn't know your priorities will con- continually try to persuade you and sell you on the idea that they're the priority for the day, that they're th- what they write. Uh, it's like um, uh, when we first got married, uh, Mary and I were having dinner and the phone rang. And I wouldn't answer it. You just drive her crazy. I just wouldn't answer the phone. And she's going, aren't you going to answer it? I said, well, okay, let's have this conversation. In this moment, I choose to be with you. Are you suggesting that I should be waiting for an opportunity not to spend time with you? So I should take any distraction that comes along and not give you my attention. I'm giving it to you, but if you want to tell me that you would rather that I constantly be distracted and not give you attention during this time, okay, then I'll go answer the phone. And whoever it is, I'll have to deal with that. Or they'll call back. If it's an emergency, they'll call back. Or they'll leave a message and I'll check it later. Which would you like me to do? Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. 
And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash O-N-E-5-0 and use code O-N-E-5-0 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Her answer was stick there and stay with her. So I just don't answer the phone. Yeah. So the the protecting your time is really important. And giving people easy access to try to infiltrate that is a mistake. Now, I do believe that you have protected and unprotected time. Right? I do believe that if you get up in the morning and by you know noon, one o'clock or whatever, if, if, you can, if you can control that time, which is the easiest time of the day to control because the rest of the world is not up and at them yet. So that's your easiest time to control. Right. Because most people wake up after lunch and go, "Uh oh, I've wasted the morning. I have four hours got to get to work. And then they are hitting it hard. Right. The morning they're they're you know, they're they're trying to wake up. They're walking around with their coffee, you know, or tea and they're chit chatting and all of that. And uh, we wrote about this, man. Right. And 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 that is you're 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 wasting your willpower. And uh, it's, you're going to pay a price for that. So if you can control the morning and protect you know, at least four or five hours around what you need to get done. In other words, have a perfect day by noon or so, you're good to go. Then you can you can allow yourself distractible time that whatever comes along, if you need to do it, do it. But what I've discovered is if you really work, if you have a focused morning, it sets you up to have a focused afternoon because it lines up the table for you on what you should accomplish. And right? I think In other words, all the things you generated are now going to start knocking. Those they're going to start knocking on your door. They're going to return your call. They're going to send you what you need. And now all of a sudden you've been you're you're in alignment. Yeah, and I think yeah. the thing that's worth pointing out is you are not saying that you time block every hour of every day and follow it perfectly because that's a terrible life. Oh no, you're, you're clear about what matters, and you invest that time early in the day when your willpower is the highest, and your goal is just to have accomplished the things that matter most before lunch, because then you can be spontaneous the rest of the day. That's right. And I also try to time block uh, the beginning of the week. And I try to leave towards the end of the week to be more flexible. Mm. Talk about front loading your priorities. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what it is. Meaning that um, it's really hard. Now this is around my personality. So I don't know that this works for everybody, but for me, I'll give the example of writing a book. You cannot write a book where I cannot, where I write for an hour and then I get distracted and do stuff. I immediately come back, pick up right where I was, have the same momentum and just have another effective hour. If I take even an hour away and I come back, it's going to take me an hour to get back to where I was. So it'll take me two hours, what would have taken me one hour. So it's going to take longer if I allow for gaps. So if you just think about that, if you can, if, I think it's pretty easy to visualize that, right? About writing. And if you can, if you can take that and then use it for anything that matters to you, staying in the moment till you get it done is the, is the most cost efficient, time efficient, uh, most productive way to try to tackle something. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, by the way, 
So I, so I've, I've, I've also moved that in terms of days of the week. So on a Monday and on a Tuesday, I will, those are, those are, those are all loaded with people. Meaning yesterday, I think I had, well, I know Thursday, I had like 11 appointments Friday. I think I had 12 to today. I think I have eight. It, so I, and, and yesterday was, was, you know, beginning to end. So I will book heavy Monday and Tuesday, right? I will, they're really long days. Why? Because I want to wake up on Wednesday and be able to focus on whatever it needs my big time block. So for me, that's a, that's a, a writer schedule. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, when I'm in the mode of writing, then that's when I do that. That makes sense? Absolutely. So, because because of of my world, that front end load for me, and then and then the back end being being flex time to do my my big priorities that need huge time blocks, uh, that works really well uh, for 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 me. If that makes sense, it does. Inherent in that is you are a master of saying a very powerful two letter word. Oh yeah, absolutely. No. Oh yeah, yeah. To be to to be successful, you have to be a no man. You can't be a yes man. You can't do it. You have to say no. You'll say no to ninety nine percent of the world, and they're going to think you're unfriendly or you're inaccessible, and it doesn't really matter. Like I tell people, they say, "Well, can I call you?" And I said, "Yeah, but I probably won't answer." So why is that? Well, because you're not <laughs> all, but because talking to you is not a priority for me. It's a priority for you, but it's not for me. It doesn't further my life. It may further yours. But I'm during my time block, I'm not going to respond to that. I mean, or during these blocks, whether it be time or whether it be days, I'm, I'm not going to do it. What are some of the habits you've put in place to make saying no easier? Oh, uh, don't answer email immediately. Don't answer text immediately. And begin to discourage people and send a message that they should not expect you to get back immediately. And I can go a month before I'll answer something. I answer everything, but it could be a month. Right now, I'm working on about five weeks on a, probably 100 emails, right? Because they have nothing to do with my priorities. They have nothing to do with directly. They're all indirect, right? Another thing is you can create a gatekeeper, right? Uh, an assistant or somebody that everybody gets funneled to, and they've been trained on how to talk to people, right? And I have, and and then you have standard, you have standard lines, right? And one of my standard lines is what I can't do for one. I mean, anything that I do for one, I have to do for, for all. It says, I can't do it for all. I can't do it for one. And that's a standard line. And by the way, the world gets that when they ask a favor, Hey, would you do this? Would you do this? Would you do this? And I say, man, I'd love to help you, but here's my dilemma. My dilemma is is if I say yes to you, I've said yes to everybody. And since I can't say yes to everybody, I can't say yes to you because they're going to want to know why I chose you and not them. And I won't have a good answer. So the reality is I, I just can't help you. I'm sorry. And if someone says, hey, can you give money? I go, uh, no, I can't. And the reason is because my wife and I plan our giving in five-year increments. And so our giving is planned. Right, your priority is not my priority. Right, and I learned, by the way, when you go to raise money, the people—if if you got to find people that have the same priority as you, 
because people only give money to their priority and the priorities of their friends. They don't give money to anything else. That's the secret. Sorry. Mm -hmm. There's a little piece of advice on raising, raising money for charity. (laughs) Knowing everything that you know now, I want you to rewind back to 20 year old Gary beginning his career. You're giving yourself advice when it comes to habits. Mm. What would you say to yourself? Well, do at 20 what you started doing at 26. And that, <laughs> is, and, that, and that is set really big goals and then go in, in research and try to understand what the habits are that will achieve that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. I mean, honestly, that's just it. The, 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 biggest, the biggest gift we can give our kids is uh, limitless uh, thinking, right? The, um, establish a big goal. Right. Don't just take a test. Uh, go for a hundred. Why? The the value is not in the score, but in the habit that you'll form to try to hit the score. That habit will serve you way past this year of school. Mm-hmm. School and and the resulting, you know, years right after that, right? The next five to ten years, man, these are the um, these are important years, right? There was a book written on this called The Defining Decade, Jeff. And uh, it's, it's a book well worth reading, reading for anybody who has people in their life that are young. And the math is so compelling uh, around the way your life turns out. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It, it's very convicting. And it, and it tells you that when you get rid of your, when you get out of your last formal education, and it doesn't matter if, if that was 16 years of age or that was 30, it doesn't matter when that is. The clock starts ticking and the habits and the relationships that you form right then and the resulting success you have will define your lifetime more than any other thing. That decade defines it more than anything and doesn't mean that you're doomed. It simply means that you have set a trajectory and if you get to the end of that period and your trajectory is still low. You'll have to put in double time and triple time and quadruple time and energy to somehow try to figure out how to overcome that. So that would be my advice. My advice would be uh, to myself would be start thinking really big, right? Start thinking really big and start attracting big thinkers into your life, right? Because you will. If you commit to, to achieving something at a high level, you will naturally not hang out with people that don't want to do that. And you'll naturally hang out with people that do. Right. Um, I have a, I I have some really great friends and I love, and I love my friends dearly. And they, 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 they bring my life such joy. I hope I return that favor, but I want to share with you that, that I don't have friends that think as high as me professionally. They just don't. Thank you for first writing the book and, oh, and creating all the opportunity that you pleasure. have. It's made a huge difference. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? When Jay and I sat down to write this, our publisher wasn't thrilled with it. They weren't thrilled with the idea. They weren't, right? Um, they didn't know where we were going. Didn't understand, right? The, the, he, uh, he had a wonderful human being, by the way, really smart too, and a real blessing for Jay and I. But I don't think he had internalized that underneath everything is either the actions you take or the relationships you build. 
So tack, trying to trying to put the kind of a definitive work together on how to choose the right actions didn't resonate as as an exciting book, right? It worked out okay. That yeah, worked out okay. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Thanks for our time. I appreciate everything you do to help so many people. Thanks for listening to the One Thing podcast. If you're a bold risk taker who wants to dream big and achieve a higher level of success in your life or business, visit theonething.com. There you'll find information on one-on-one coaching, our exclusive community membership program, and customized workshops that will help you get your team or organization aligned and rowing in the same direction. That's T-H-E, the number one, dot com to start living the life you've always dreamed of today. Be sure to follow the show to stay up to date on weekly episodes, guest interviews, and more. Plus, we would love to hear from you. Send us a voice note by going to speakpipe.com slash the one thing or email us at podcast at the one thing.com. We'll see you next week.